You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. What I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Um... Well, you know, I, I think that um, it's very challenging to play against quarterbacks who, you know, are dual threat type of guys. Um, and this is obviously going to be a big challenge for us. And I, I think that it's something that the emphasis has to be on all 11 guys really doing what they need to do, whether it's pass rush lanes, whether it's how you cover people. Uh, keeping contained in the quarterback, kind of keep it, trying to keep him in the pocket. Um, even when he steps up, you can retrace the rush. So, you know, there's a lot of elements to doing this that you just can't rush and think you're going to go get a sack and get pushed by the quarterback, and then he's going to end up having lanes to run in. So, all these things have got to be real points of emphasis for us all week long, so that you know we have a chance to contain a guy that's a very good passer, but he's also can beat you with his feet. There you have it. Nick, talking about LSU. Welcome to the Jay Barker Show and Network Man. Coulter, along with the man. Hey, Tony. What's up, my man? How are you? Uh, it's like good. old days getting here three seconds before yeah. the, uh, I mean, right on time, right? Well, I mean, I'm right not going to bore people with the details, but we literally did just walk in the studio about 30 seconds ago. So Nick, our, uh, Nick Saban talking about, of course, the Jaden Daniels, a uh, guy who is uh, 
pretty amazing this year. 21 touchdowns, one pick. And, of course, Look none of his, those touchdowns on the ground. Look um, at his last couple of games, though. Yeah, he's he is, responsible for, like, 15 to, He's been on fire, and of course, you talk about an LSU squad that uh, I think a lot of people need to forget about what Brian Kelly's old ways used to be, and that is that ugly 16-7, to 23-14 kind of games he ran at Notre Dame because he's never had a quarterback like Jay and Daniels, and he is having This is like a little boy in a candy store. This team right now is 28th in college football and scoring per game. They're scoring over 35 points a ball game. So they could put some points up, and we've seen that Alabama have the propensity to give up some points as well. So it's going to be really interesting when you have a guy, a dual-threat guy, much like Hendon Hooker did as well, didn't use his wheels as much as we thought he would. His arm was unbelievable, but uh, this is going to be a fun game coming up here. Uh, we'll look forward to it. Well, you used to not fear getting into a shootout as long as you had Bryce. But yep. now uh, Tennessee proved Alabama can get into a shootout and still lose. And that's probably why the initial CFP came out last night. And, uh, you know, interesting, uh, I think, you know, and, and Lars said this yesterday, this is a made-for-TV movie. We, we know that. Uh, nothing is going to be uh, in concrete here after the first week, but it's fun to look at because everyone thought that it was going to be Tennessee – Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. It turned out to be Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. And uh-huh. I know that Clemson pick, uh, uh, call me crazy, but I think Boo Corrigan may have just thrown us a, a little a little lolly there just to make us think a little bit because no one in a million years thought that Clemson was going to be in that final four, at least for the initial ranking coming up. Uh, and I have my thoughts on why that is the particular situation here, of course. Well, I want to ask about that in a minute. But first of all, just a little bit on the criteria of how they get these, get this poll. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I know enough about them to think that Michigan would have been there. <laughs> Yeah, Michigan came in fifth, Alabama sixth, and there's that undefeated TCU squad uh, who's got a one-loss team in front of them uh, sitting there uh, seventh. You had Oregon eighth, USC ninth, and, of course, uh, LSU was also in the mix. You know, it's interesting because I was trying to you – know, the first thing I thought I was strength of schedule. I know people look at strength of schedule, and strength of schedule is very subjective. You wouldn't think it'd be because you're saying, okay, well, when we played this team, they were number three. Do you look at when you played them, or do you or look at how they, they are, are at the end of the season? Good because question. Look at A&M. They were number six when we played them. Well, now they're not going to be in the top 25 at the end of the season. Um, ESPN has their strength of schedule. That's uh, probably because I, I went to team rankings. I went to power rankings guru, who is known as a power ranking pro, uh, and then went to the uh, strength of uh, schedule for ESPN, which is the one I went to. And when you look at their numbers, Tennessee is 18th, Ohio State 51st, Georgia has the 75th most difficult schedule. Clemson, but, that, but that'll change drastically Monday. Well, this is based off of even what the they, future. This is based off oh. the future too. This is based off what they were playing when they played them, and then based on categorically what every other team on their schedule looks like based on their rankings now. 79th was Michigan. Alabama's strength of schedule is 10th. TCU 63rd. Oregon 20th. USC 59th. So, I mean, even based on that, I couldn't figure out why they perhaps put them in. But I will make this an argument for Clemson. Um, Clemson's got to knock off Notre Dame this weekend. And, again, I, I think Notre Dame may get them this weekend, so the point may be moot. But if Clemson beats Notre Dame... They're running the table. If TCU beats Texas Tech this weekend, they're a nine and a half point favorite. They're running the table. You're going to have two undefeateds. They're going to be on the outside looking in. And if Tennessee, who beat LSU and Alabama, and, and Boo said that's one of the reasons they're number one because they have the two best wins on their schedule. If they lose to Georgia 
and they end up running the table and not playing in the SEC, we have a little conundrum, my friend. We have two undefeated teams and a Tennessee team that lost to Georgia with one loss, and they may be on the outside looking in. I don't know. Um, we used to always think if you win, if you're a Power 5 team and you go undefeated, you should be in a playoff. You should be playing extra football. That may not be the case this year. It's going to be very, very interesting, and uh, a lot of it pivots on what's going to happen this Saturday at Athens. Mm-hmm. You want to do a little dive on that? Yeah, I do. I, and, and I want you, we did this yesterday, and I, I want to give you a break to think about it. So right now we have uh, Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson, and then Michigan's number five and Alabama's number six. What is the CFP ranking going to look like next Tuesday? You got Tennessee playing Georgia. You got Ohio State playing Northwestern win. You got Clemson playing Notre Dame. And you got Michigan playing Rutgers and Alabama playing LSU. So you got a little homework to do before now and the next break. And I know we got what Mr. Oh, so I have to make my predictions on their games and then figure out what it's going to be. What is is it going to look like next Tuesday? Because if Tennessee does lose to Georgia and they're an eight point dog right now, no one's giving Tennessee any respect. Uh, and they lose. Do they you know, play? Alabama fans had better be Georgia fans big time this week. There's no doubt. I mean, in yeah. Alabama, if they knock off LSU, is it enough for Alabama to move up sixth into the top four? Uh, because LSU is number eleven. Uh, or number ten, should I say? They're ten, and yeah, yeah, they're ten in the one what they released last. Their strength night. of schedule is eleven. Um, I don't know. You, you normally when you look at these polls. When somebody loses in front of you, you usually move up a slot. I'm going to give you two slots. Michigan and Ohio State are going to be in the top four next Tuesday for sure because they're going to win their football games. They're, okay. they're, they're, and then there's going to be a Tennessee or a Georgia out. Right, do they fall behind Alabama? Gonna, what if it's Tennessee that loses? Do they fall behind gonna, Alabama? There's going to be a, there's going to be either Tennessee yeah. or Georgia. There's going to be Ohio State, Michigan, but who's going to be in that four or five? You know, slot? this is like a term paper for homework. No, I'm going to have great. to take it home. Can I get back to you in the morning? Great. Um. That's crazy. Hey, Roger Hoover from the Crimson Tide Sports Network is going to be with us. Uh, obviously, Jay and Lars taking the day off. And uh, Tony and I have uh, scooted into the studios of AVX. And you didn't think my minivan right. could drive that fast, did you? Well, I was squealing you know, tires. I'm the telling you something. I want to apologize right now to about uh, a couple of hundred cars in Homewood. Uh, uh, Tony was in one lane and the other. And by the way, I've been doing the same thing because they're doing all this construction down here, yeah. and the creamsicle barrels just put it, they just show up wherever, oh, yeah. and they'll, they'll be in your lane one day, and they won't be in the next. We made it. So I got you here. In you time. made it, and there <laughs> th- there'll be three people that'll recognize what I'm going to say. As I said it on the way in here, getting out of the car, I said, did you ever see the movie FM? <laughs> <laughs> and if you've ever worked in radio and you had a shift, you understand exactly what I'm doing. Or another scene similar to that is um, from broadcast news when they got to get the tape in. Mm-hmm. And they're running down the yeah. hall. The cabinets are coming open. and uh, anyway. As long as we're not uh, talking about Play Misty for me, I'm good. Oh, wow. Now, that's that's a radio movie. I saw it for the first Crazy. time last year. Uh, it's a little creepy, isn't it? A little creepy. Uh, <laughs> and we've all been through it, too. Uh, and I'm sure, although I think you told me one time you had never really done All Nights. But even if you do nights at a radio station, you're the only one in the building. I return and everything's the, secure. I, I return the station vehicle up there at the radio station about two, three o'clock in the morning once a week. Yeah, I know you did. Mm-hmm. And one time you didn't. I got locked up on the top of the roof too. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we get back, we'll welcome in uh, one and only Roger Hoover, who uh, operates within the Crimson Tide Sports Network. He does a lot of the pregame and then some in-game as well. So we'll bring him in. 
Um, I know you guys touched on this while I was out yesterday, but certainly um, situation in Auburn. Boy, that we mm-hmm. speaking of timing in radio, we got on the air and we already knew that Auburn had a new AD. Then we hit uh, about 11.59. Mm-hmm. They fired Harson. Well, and we're supposed to have one Mike Leach join us today. He texted me yesterday, said, I'm good for tomorrow. And one of the reasons I think he's been blowing me off is because his name is on you the really? short list to be the Auburn you, head coach. Mike Leach at Auburn. Well, Tim Brando. You're telling me thinks, there's a chance. Tim Brando said he thinks it would be just a slam dunk for Auburn if they would entertain that idea. Listen, there's only there's two things that have to happen if I'm going to be the Auburn head coach. First of all, I have to have a hell of an agent, and second of all, I better be in bed with the AD. And Mike Leach has got both of those. Well, he certainly does the latter. If I he mean, if he's he got hired the, him, could he hire him twice? If he's got the Kahuners to call this show today, like he said he would, he's Uh-oh. a buddy of mine. Then we're going to ask him. Out, we're going to ask Mike. him. Is your phone ringing? Calling yeah. the pirate mm-hmm. on the other side. Uh, it's Roger Hoover, though. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show and Network. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, Pete, how's business? It's great. Foot traffic's still way down, but more people are finding me online. Nice. How'd you pull that off? Well, the first thing I did was go to E2. The weather warm for November, tomorrow and Friday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Football, the lean towards the University of Alabama with a huge game this weekend at Baton Rouge. Oh, man, I'd like to be there. I really would. Mm-hmm. But I'd also like to be in the comfort of my own home, mm-hmm. which, by the way, for those listening on Tide 100.9, want to remind you that um, we have a, a really good pre, pre-game show, if you will. Well, it's the uh, Tide Tailgate Show, and it airs on this station, Tide 100.9, and also the Bear in Tuscaloosa. And Christian Miller, myself, and D.C. host that show, and it's a blast for two hours, and it will fly by. It will get you closer to kickoff than you would even imagine. So that game is 6 o'clock kick, mm-hmm. ESPN. Mm-hmm. Alabama, you're, you're, you're the line guy. Mm-hmm. What is Alabama favorite uh, by eight? About 13 and a half. Wow. Let me start there. I, I, I know I, you got a great trivia question, but does that surprise you? That's on the road. Um, Alabama's still getting a lot of respect in Vegas, yeah, I guess is what I said. The last thing I'm seeing right now is 12 and a half. It opened up to 14. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think everyone is uh, – this reminds me of the Dallas Cowboys from two years ago. They had all the pieces on paper. They look like they're just knocked down, drag out. And, of course, they were a playoff team last year, and they're playing very well this year. Their defense is lights out. Mike Parsons the man. Um but you look at a team uh, weekend, and I think a lot of people have done that with A&M. If they haven't done their homework, or they haven't realized that 25 guys are off that football squad that, that, that started just about eight weeks ago because of portal stuff and injuries. and They've been decimated by injuries. But when you look at a team that was preseason number six, uh, and you look on paper, you're thinking to yourself, okay, when is this team finally going to gel and pull off the game that everyone thinks they're supposed to be? I think that's what we're waiting on Alabama to do. 
and I think they think they're going to get it done against LSU, and we know playing at LSU on a Saturday night is a really tough thing, and I think LSU right now is playing really, really well. They've lost two games, one to FSU at the beginning of the season, of course, right. the other one. And they could have won that easily. Easily, and of course, the other one against Tennessee, uh, who Alabama also lost to. So, I, Brian Kelly, man, again, uh, and, I, and I know Brian, he has not ever had a quarterback like he's got in this no. guy this year. Is, the, is the balance um, the Tennessee game? They look what Tennessee did to LSU, and then uh-huh. they look at the, the, how close Alabama and Tennessee were. Does that kind of fit in how come it's a no, double digit? No, I mean, you, you normally don't do that because that's the old, well, App State beat Michigan and Michigan beat Alabama. I mean, yeah. State's going to beat If A Alabama. equals B, then B equals C. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we'd like to do that, but uh, you can't look at scores. You can't, you can't figure out that way. I mean, you can, but it doesn't work. But Especially um, this year. Yeah. I think it's crazier than ever. And, and you know what the perfect example is? Oregon. Yeah. You can't base anything what Oregon has done since Georgia. No, no. And, and I mean, they got they got rewarded somewhat uh, last night with being uh, eighth in the poll uh, and their one loss against Georgia, who, quite frankly, I would love to see a rematch between Oregon and Georgia right now. Not even close to the same. No. Uh, it just got away from... Don't you kind of do this for Bo? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to be happy for that. We had Tim Brando on yesterday. He talked about just how fantastic he looked. He's in a different environment. He's in a different atmosphere. He's with different coaches. They're, they're allowing him to do what he wants to do. And the most important thing, Matt, we don't think about this, he's a year older. Think about... Think about uh, how yeah, I think it's total different difference in environment. There is, but I mean, yeah. he is you're he, right. he is a year older, a year longer in the gym, a year longer about knowing about, about his body. Do yeah. you know how old Stetson Bennett is? Twenty five. Who's the Chris Winkie of our time? <laughs> uh, he, right, he, as long he, as we're chasing the rabbit hole, we're going out west, and and then we'll get to a great trivia question. Yeah, is Bo Nix an NFL quarterback? You want to stew on that one? For uh, I'll be thinking about my other question. You know what? Later. If Marcus Mariota can be an NFL quarterback, why shouldn't Bo? And I realize that Marcus Mariota's got better wheels than Bo. He does. Uh, I think that Bo's a little taller than Marcus Mariota. Uh, I liked what Marcus Mariota did. There's some guys that are just, well, Johnny Manziel, there's some guys that are just great in college but not good in pros. Well, let's just face it. I mean, because it's a different game, right? They're bigger, stronger, faster. Um the game is, and you asked Jay about this, it's a, it's, it's, it's a blip in time. I mean, you think it's fast in college football, and then you get the NFL, and you're like, whoa. I mean, this is this is the big time. So um, fifth, sixth round maybe guy, guy practice squad, bring him in. He's smart. He's got some lineage with his, his old football man. holder. And maybe someday gets a chance to get in there, and yep. we're seeing that with the Geno Smiths. We're seeing that with the Marcus Mariotas. Did anyone think Marcus Mariota was actually going to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League three years ago? Well, no. I'm, I'm not sure he would be were the, were the roster different. Yeah, true. Uh, but, you know, he was a guy I really thought would have more success in the NFL. Flat, It just hadn't. But there are a lot of examples like that. Yep. In the meantime, Nick Saban has been at the University of Alabama for 25 25- Excuse me, 15. Feels like 25 years. I, we, it will be 25 years. It would years be by 50 for a lot to win that number of national championships. We but talked anyway, about continue. the Auburn hire yesterday. I don't know how much you talked about this on Monday when you were here because I know you were you were nursing yourself yesterday. And I, First of all, I want to thank you so much for coming in today. You're right. And, and, play, and playing hurt. Uh, you're, you're the man, and I, I mean that uh, from the heart. And, well, um, you know how we feel about it. Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze, Jeff Grimes, Mark Stoops, Kevin Steele. Deion Sanders, Matt Campbell, Matt Rule, Mike Leach, they're all on Auburn's Christmas list right now. You know, when you when you go back in the back of the Sears catalog and you go back past the bra section, which was very difficult as a 12-year-old, by the way. I, I went through that section first. Oh, my. And then I uh, went to the toy section. You go page by page, you're circling things, you're writing down numbers, and you're asking for things that you know you're not going to get. 
but the more you ask for, uh, it's like going into a job interview, right? The more you ask for, the more you think you're going to get. You're negotiating. So that's what the Auburn Tigers are doing right now. But we asked Tim Brando yesterday, who will Auburn hire and who should Auburn hire? Mike Leach, that name came up. And by the way, we're waiting for Mike to return our phone call. I just texted him and said, hey, coach, how about 1245? We'll see. Um, but since Nick Saban's been at Alabama, the hire at Auburn, how many SEC coaches have been hired since Nick Saban took the job back in 2007 in Alabama? All right, this is obviously, this is not just Auburn. No, this, this is, is all SEC coaches. Team teams mm-hmm. in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 45. 52nd hire. Auburn will be the 52nd hire in the SEC. There have been 50 sec- 52 different SEC coaches since Nick Saban took the job. And I was thinking about that stat when I heard it last night. People don't realize, and if you look at the longest tenured coaches in, in college football, you got the guy at Navy, obviously. Gundy's had a long stretch there at Oklahoma State, and I'd have to put Nick Saban in that. I, I can look at, at the numbers. You don't realize just how fortunate you are to have a guy longer than four years now. It just doesn't happen. I mean, Auburn couldn't make it through two. And a guy they're going to pay $15 million, a guy was 69-19 and 19 and one in the mountain four out of the five years. The guy was 69-19, and 19 and they fired him midway through the second season. And they were chasing him out halfway through last year. You just don't see guys staying at universities for longer than three or four years anymore. It's almost like a radio GM. Which one? Which station? Oh, we couldn't name that many. They're uh, good for three years. After three years, they either get fired or they have a heart attack. Uh, uh, some will retire and then come back. Let's not go down the radio, G. Oh, yeah, and so do college football yeah. coaches. Uh, By the way, uh, so that, I, what is that? Uh, about four per team? Mm-hmm. Four. By the way, congratulations to Brian Harson. He's going to be the head coach of Colorado. That is, what, is, is what they're saying. Is it? Mm-hmm. I thought he could go back to Boise. He's not even going to set out. He'll just probably here's here's one thing I brought up Monday when you weren't here. Brian Harson was making just a tad, a shade, an eyelash under two million mm-hmm. when he was at Boise. He got hired at Auburn. Yep, five million. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure he had some kind of bonus or, or some kind mm-hmm. of an increase in his second year. But you throw in his buyout and all, it's right around twenty two million dollars he earned at Auburn in a year and a half which would have taken him eight years at Boise. It's pretty amazing. And I know I saw his uh, wow. statement yesterday. He said all the right things, yeah. made some great relationships, thanks to the Auburn family for blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking, just take your money and go away. Because, I, listen, I, I don't know what it's like as a coach. I can't imagine what it would be like being fired. Because if you're being fired, it's like a woman telling you to get lost. It's not a good feeling, right? You're not wanted there, right? And they've been trying to chase him off since game one. That being said, if I had a guy who'd give me $15 million and said, you know what, I don't want you here anymore. You'd be okay. And and, and he gets to go, thank goodness, because I like Brian Harson a lot. And I think he could be successful there at Auburn if they allowed him the, the chance. And I'm talking from the get-go. I'm not talking about right now. It's it's over. He, he was a lame duck. But for $15 million bucks and the $20 million they had to pay Gus Malzahn, there's $35 million you could throw at a great coach right now if you wanted to. And they're going to have to start all over again. Uh, they are. Yeah. We actually, I should have made this show note about 15 minutes ago, but Roger Hoover was tied up 12-15. He will be with us on the other side of this break as you listen to the Jay Barker Show.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, audio video excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Every single week during the college football season and outside it as well. Roger Hoover joins us right now from the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Roger, uh, we just mentioned uh, the hire at Auburn, whenever that's going to be, will be the 52nd different SEC football coaching hire since Nick Saban took the job <laughs> at Alabama. Your initial thoughts on that, and then I got a Nick Saban question for you. Well, he certainly uh, changed the game when he came to the SEC. I think really first at LSU more than anywhere. Uh, showing that you can be a really successful coach with really no ties to the university because at that time you still had uh, guys like uh, Steve Spurrier doing what he was doing at his alma mater of Florida, Philip Fulmer at Tennessee, you know, Alabama's coaches throughout that time. It always had some tie to Alabama. Uh, but Coach Saban really proved that you, you just get the best coach possible for the job. He, he did that at LSU, certainly has done that and more at Alabama, and now you rarely see a coach with ties to their uh, university. Uh, you know, Kirby Smart is kind of the outlier right now in the SEC, but it just it upped the game for everybody, and that's certainly no surprise to hear that stat uh, when you think about uh, how many changes there have been at all these different schools while Alabama has remained the one constant since 2007. Listen, you are much closer to this uh, program than anyone else around here, and of course we just have eyes on it. We can watch all the film tape we want and all the games we want, but I think we all agree that, 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 that something's just not quite right with this Alabama Crimson Tide squad. We don't know if maybe it's, it's Bryce and he's not fully healthy. We don't know if there's an anxiety issue. Uh, we don't know if the, ple- the team doesn't have leadership. I don't, I don't know what it is. You would, you would think that all those things would kind of take care of themselves. I, I would venture to guess right now, and, and I'm just saying this off the top of my head, that if Nick Saban makes the Final Four, this may be one of his best coaching jobs he's ever had. What's your thoughts? Uh, possibly. I think it's too early to tell, to be honest with you. It's only been eight games so far this season, and this group still has its best football in front of them. I don't think we've seen one game yet this year where Alabama has put all of it together like we know they can, and it kind of reminds you of last year a bit. I don't think we saw that at all, uh, maybe except for the old Miss game during the regular season for the Crimson Tide last year until they played Georgia and played other best football of the season uh, in Atlanta, the SEC championship game. I have this feeling this is a similar type team. Uh, you know, it's only a team that has lost one game so far this year, and that certainly had a lot of factors around it to what turns out to be the number one team in the country in Tennessee. Uh, and now you get this uh, great stretch run coming up uh, with two critical road games back-to-back against LSU and Ole Miss, and then you get Austin P and then Auburn to close out the uh, regular season slate. So I feel like it's a group that still has everything in front of it and really is Again, we haven't seen its best football so far this season. So for Alabama fans, I think they should be excited knowing that uh, the best football is still to come for this group. Speaking of Nick, continuing on that thread, uh, I haven't heard a question or seen an answer, so perhaps it hasn't taken place. But has he been asked at all about what's going on at Auburn and the uh, firing uh, of Brian Harson? 
I doubt it. I didn't get to listen to his uh, SEC coaches teleconference earlier today. Uh, there was no mention of it at the Monday press conference, and I, I doubt he'll be asked even tonight uh, because you know we typically you know just. Don't focus on other schools when you're uh, dealing with as many issues as Alabama has to work on to get ready for the 10th best team in the country coming up this Saturday. So I haven't heard any mention of it. I think there'd uh, be a reporter with some if he asked him about it. That didn't happen Monday, and I don't think it happened on the teleconference. You're right. Just thought I'd throw that out there. All right, speaking of LSU, Alabama's next foe. Um, When you look at LSU, what would bother you uh, as an Alabama coaching player? Uh, Jaden Daniels, the fact that he can run, the fact that he can pass, uh, he is just so hard to stop in both of them. Uh, he has come over and has played uh, better as the season has gone along. Probably his best effort was against Ole Miss uh, a couple weeks ago before the open date. Uh, you know, he's just a dynamic player. Right? When he's a, somebody that leads the team in rushing and can do everything he can do in the passing game, uh, he's a very hard quarterback to stop, uh, pretty similar to Tennessee's Hendon Hooker. The good thing is uh, Alabama didn't allow Hendon Hooker to make many dangerous plays legs uh, a few weeks ago in Knoxville, so you hope something similar will happen coming up this week uh, against Daniels, who is a mobile threat. Really got to force him to stay in the pocket and uh, try and beat you downfield, and uh, we'll see how this defense responds for the Crimson Tide. Uh, They've been pretty good, again, against mobile quarterbacks throughout the season, but that is the main challenge. How can you slow him down? And LSU's got plenty of good wide receivers against an Alabama secondary that's been up and down and changing a bit as the year has gone along. I I think that's a critical matchup, especially with the play of Eli Ricks. You know, we hope that he can continue what he built on uh, from the Mississippi State game when he was able to make his first start and played extremely well when he was targeted early and often. And you just hope that he sticks to to the process coming up on Saturday because there are going to be a lot of external factors for him going back to a place that he once called home. Uh, You just hope that he plays a very locked-in football coming up because you know LSU will be targeting him just like Mississippi State did uh, two weeks ago. The Crimson Tide Sports Network's Roger Hoover has been kind enough. Uh, we're very grateful to have him every single week here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. Uh, just something to keep in mind. LSU has not covered a home spread versus Alabama since 2012. It's been 10 years since they got that done. They're catching 12 and a half coming up this week. I would say, too, on top of what you just said, obviously uh, this has been a totally different Alabama team on the road as opposed to home. And I realize their road schedule has been much more difficult than their home schedule, but certainly with the penalties, the turnovers, and, and I want you to talk a little bit about the rushing attack. I think a lot of people thought Jameer Gibbs, I mean, he's the guy, right? I mean, he's touching the ball 30 to 35 times a game. This past game, 27 rushes for 29 yards as a team. Does that concern you at all? Not really, because, again, I feel like his best football is still in front of him. And he's been so good uh, receiving the football as well on what our passing plays that are really a lot of kind of design run plays almost with the quick screens and what he's able to do. And uh, we know how dynamic he can be. I think he showed everybody in the Arkansas game with those two long runs of 70-plus yards that really put that game away. Uh, that's Jameer Gibbs as a runner. Uh, certainly you want to see more consistency from him along with Jace McClellan and Roydell Williams. But uh, this offensive line is taking steps forward as the season goes along. Uh, Coach Wolford has been really well-liked by that group, and it seems like, again, they're starting to round into shape at a really good time of the season, and this may be a game where Alabama has to run the football more uh, against LSU than what we've seen in previous weeks. So I still think Jameer Gibbs is that dynamic playmaker, and he's one of the most explosive playmakers in the SEC, one of the best players in terms of total offense that this league has seen so far this season, but just still have to find that consistency on a down-in, down-out basis and also learn how to have a really long drive in the fourth quarter to put a game away. 
Hey, talk a little bit about Eli Ricks, who um, kind of made his debut. Not kind of. It was his debut against Mississippi State. Uh, ended up being special teams player of the week. Um, defensive player of the week, I should say. Um, it's going to be a little interesting for him to go in to the territory that he once played in. <laughs> it really is uh, similar to Henry Toto a couple weeks going uh, to Tennessee for the first time after he played against the Vols last year and won a game uh, with Crimson Tide. But uh, you know, that's something I asked uh, Henry when we had an interview with him for our uh, Thursday show Crimson Drive at 2 o'clock on the Crimson Tide Sports Network social media channels. Uh, he said, yeah, we'll definitely uh, be talking about it, uh, about having – stick to the process and I think that's the best part about playing for Nick Saban is you get to really strip down all the other outside factors uh, regardless of the setting regardless of the ranking of the opponent you still have to do your job for Alabama each and every play so hopefully that helps him out Uh, but we saw how fast he is you know the fact that he can play really physical without uh, committing penalties and Lord knows Alabama's had way too many uh, pass interference penalties called them in this season Uh, he's got to continue to play penalty-free football uh, for this group coming up uh, like we saw against Mississippi State, and that needs to happen again against LSU. But, yeah, you just hope that he doesn't worry about you know the fact that he knew a lot of these wide receivers, went up against them every day in practice for the last couple of years. You hope that he's just able to really uh, focus on the process and uh, not worry about the end result and not worry about all the external factors that are going to be swirling all around him, all the fans in purple and gold that we know will be there on Saturday. All right, quick thought on uh, Tennessee and Georgia. Uh, I think Georgia has the benefit of studying the Alabama tape against Tennessee and seeing what went wrong for Alabama that day. Because we know Kirby Smart runs a very similar system to what he ran when he was Alabama's defensive coordinator under Coach Saban for a long time. So I think that benefits Georgia a bit. I think the big question is, can Georgia play with the pace that Tennessee is going to play with? Because it's very hard to that uh, for any team so far this season uh, for four quarters uh, with the way Tennessee just plays at a lightning quick pace. And then the other question mark I would have uh, would be this Tennessee defense, and they played really well against Kentucky, it seemed, on Saturday night uh, against a very hyped quarterback in Will Levis, who I never have been that high on, and it certainly showed after Tennessee played well against him uh, why there are there are some doubters out there about his ability to play at the next level. Uh, Stetson Bennett is a guy that has played really well against some really elite defenses. He showed that against Alabama last year in the national championship game. Uh, But I wonder how well he plays against this defense that, again, is starting to play some of its best football for Tennessee at this point of the year. You're talking about a Tennessee squad that only gave up 205 yards of total offense against Kentucky and the Wildcats and Levis, you mentioned, which was amazing, and and I thought Kentucky was going to give them a tussle just based on what the line I had. To get back to the Alabama-LSU game finally, then we'll let you fly. What, What are the things, give me the top three things that Alabama worked on during their bye week. Uh, and consistency in the run game, you know, like you mentioned earlier, so yeah, it's something that Alabama's got to have uh, moving forward. Uh, I think these young wide receivers as well, uh, that was a critical week for them just to uh, continue working with Bryce Young uh, because Bryce has been limited to practice ever since the injury against Arkansas, but he's feeling as good as he has. So hopefully not necessarily just a bye week, but this week of preparation uh, going into LSU, they're able to be on the same page of what they've seen so far this season. And then for the defense, uh, you know, I will really for the team globally, just trying to get healthy. The depth is a little bit thin uh, in the last ball game uh, with Jaheim Otis and DJ Dale out against Mississippi State. Hopefully those guys are continuing to rest and get healthy because they're going to be needed against a very good LSU offensive line this Saturday. Hey, we appreciate it all the time. Have a good time. Have a good call down in Baton Rouge. Try and find some good Cajun food. That's not at all 
impossible in Baton Rouge. So, um, no, no, it's a great have play. Good time. Hey, tell tell the crew we said hey. Definitely will. Thank you guys for having me on. We'll talk to you next week. Roger, before we let you go, don't hang up. Tell everybody how they can find you on social media, on the air, or? I think you did. Yeah. You can find it. Just uh, Google Roger Hoover. Or get him on Twitter, and he's all over the place. All right, Bone. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, I think Brian Kelly brings a different LSU squad uh, to this particular game, unlike anything we've ever seen before. It's, he's not that big Cajun. I know he had the Cajun accent. I think he wants to be... He wants to be by you and go Tigers and all that stuff, but uh, he's just a different type of cat. And I, I'd, I'd be a little weary of this particular ball game. We're going to find out. We keep saying this from week to week, right? We're going to find out what Alabama's really about after this game. I think this may be the week. And Roger just said we're, we're eight weeks in. Well, my gosh, we don't have that much football left to play. No, we're I two-thirds. Mean, we should have a, a pretty good sample size of what your team's all about eight weeks into the season. And we, But we don't no, with and, Alabama. And, and the, the whole rushing attack that they had against Mississippi State really surprised me. 29 yards. Yeah, on 27 attempts. Not good. We'll talk about that it next. That just doesn't sound like an Alabama team I've ever dealt with. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show and Network uh, slash Matt and Tony Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. With Black Friday savings at the Home Depot, you'll find top brand kitchen appliances with innovative features that can do more so your holidays can be more. Ovens with built-in air fryers for baking the perfect cookies. The weather warm for November, tomorrow and Friday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. started doing a little homework on it and realized that it's going to take me a little bit more because so let's go. i got to go through some things. Let's go through hirings, next hire at, at Auburn, okay. and then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll you bring a, in. It's a two-hour show, bro. That's why I'm, I'm throwing uh, it at you. I'm in no rush, Tony. So the list is uh, Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze, Jeff Grimes, of course, who was under Gene Chizik during his successful season there. He's the Baylor OC. Mike Leach. There's a reason why he's probably not texting me back. He's supposed to be on the show tonight. I'm starting to get a little pissy. Out. Yeah, I know you are, Tony. Marks, I need to calm you down. The pirate goes his own way. Well, let me, let me, and I said this to Tim Brando. I consider a coach a friend of mine when he reaches out to me when we're not doing a radio show. That's a friend of mine. We've, yep. we've talked. Okay. When we, when you know, If I'm always reaching out to him and he's responding to me just because I want to get him on a radio show, I don't consider that coach a friend. He's actually, we've gone back and forth. We've actually had phone conversations. He, he, no radio show, so I consider him he a friend. Asks you for advice. Right? Yeah, he, invi- no, he, invi- he invited he uh, invited Josh and myself when we were doing the Korean Claypool show. He invited us out to Pullman. He said, "Get out here, and I will set you up with hotel, dinner. You can stay at the house, do whatever, blah 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 blah." So that's that's what I say there. So he's he's in the mix. Uh, Mark Stoops of Kentucky, uh, Kevin Steele, who by the way is uh, sixty four. He's the Miami defensive coordinator. A lot of people say he's running thin down there. 
Deion Sanders, who's already said on 60 Minutes a couple weeks ago, yeah, I'm, I'm entertaining ideas to, to, to leave the HBCU thing because I, I came in here to bring some notoriety to it and some, some subjectivity to it and advocate for those things, but I'm going to move on. And then Matt Campbell uh, at Iowa State and then Matt Rule, who, of course, uh, just got fired from the Carolina Panthers. That's the list I've got. You can throw some other ones out. But I want to th- ask the question, who do you think Auburn will hire and who do you think they should hire? Um, Rush Probst. <laughs> is he still is he still coaching? He's still I over think in Georgia. I saw a post the other day that he was coaching at Piedmont. Are you familiar with Piedmont High School over in East Alabama? Mm-hmm. They are BAs to the max. Yep. If you ever been to Piedmont, they have tailgates. He's a good. They have parties. He's a good fix there. He's uh, well, and they're winning again. I'm sure they're in the playoffs and likely to win, the, I guess, their 3A championship. Okay, I'm not dodging the question. All right, what I would like for you to do is go back through that list, and I will give you a yes, no, okay. or a perhaps on them. Okay? Let's start at the bottom of the list, uh, okay. Deion, Deion Sanders. No. Okay. Um, Kevin Steele, who a lot of no. people thought was going to get the job two yep. years ago, yep. but did not get it. But the uh, 64 right beside mm-hmm. his name is going to cause some issues. Uh, Jeff Grimes. No. No, they're not going to hire him, but should they look at him? Uh, oh, uh, I'm just going strictly on hires here. Okay. Um, no. Do you have a yes in this list? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, Mark Stoops. No. And, and let me just put this to bed. I, I, I don't, I know we've had SEC coaches go from SEC schools to SEC schools. I, I've, I've seen that. Um, I, I don't know why Mark Stoops would want to leave the Bluegrass State. Uh, he's, he owns Kentucky right now. He's making serious jack. I, again, I, you have to have a great, great agent and you have to have a great relationship with your AD because he's going to be there hiring you or also, cause I'm not dealing with the trustees and the, and, and the Yellowwood guy. I'm not dealing with that crap. I'm not doing it. Mike That's Lee- the same reason I would give for Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Um, why, why would you leave Oxford for any business? <laughs> uh, really? Have you not been on the Grove on a Have Saturday? You not been to the Grove? And, and by the way, Lane is a single man. Um, okay. The fact that John Cohen uh, left after seven years at Mississippi State, they loved him. That was a big loss for them. Uh, would uh, You cannot tell me that he has not picked up the phone and said, hey, Mike, I'm taking this job. Just throwing it out there. know you're happy. I know you're hired here at Mississippi State, but do you do you want me to entertain you as this, that, this Auburn head coach? Was that the intent the entire time? Maybe it was. because was, Is it a tandem deal? It took John to get there to fire Brian Harson, correct? At, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. And, and the, why they didn't. Just let the interim guy fire him and let the new guy. And really a great gig for John because not only did he get a bump in pay, and a lot of people say it's an upgrade, obviously, from going from Mississippi State to Auburn, but that's an easy fire because Brian knew it was coming. It's not like John was not the hatchet yeah, guy. Yeah, it's not like you had to listen to him. Sorry, I know you yeah. got a family. And he you're called him in and said, listen, you know what this is all week. about, and this is why I'm here. Uh, See you later. You're eating your $15 million. I don't think it is going to be. Mike Leach, and it isn't because the AD wants him, or it might, a lot of the football people might want him. I don't think the pirate image will work at Auburn, and uh, those that are going to have influence on that decision uh, probably just don't like that. Tim Brando agrees with you from the standpoint that he doesn't think Auburn would put up with it, much like they probably wouldn't put up with primetime, but he does think it would work at Auburn. I, uh, you know, I agree with him. Yeah, Matt Campbell or Matt Rule. Uh, ruled more than Campbell, I think. I just think Campbell's a great fit in the Midwest, and he's another one of those guys. To my knowledge, I don't think he has any experience in the Southeastern Conference. I don't think he does. Either. I don't think Rule does either. And that brings us and down I think to you've our. You've got to you've got to have somebody that knows the culture, 
knows the players, makes an effort to get out in front of the high school coaches. Mm-hmm. You got to have that guy, and and he's coming up. I would say Rule is somewhat of a wild card, only that he has been in the National Football League. I think that's a good look for your program to have a former National Football League coach come in because obviously the players want to play at that level someday. Um, but I don't like his look beside that. So that brings us down to our final two cats. Hugh Freeze, who is 33-12 and 12 at Liberty. Uh, he is five-slash-six years removed from the whole Laramie Tunsil Houston Nut Escort business. Has he paid his dues? And then, of course, Lane Kiffin. Do you want to answer that coming up on the other side? That's what we do in Radio Land. Let's tease it up. I'll tease it up. Who is, uh, well, here's the question. Who's Auburn going to hire, and who do does Matt believe he should hire? Is it one and the same guy? It is, Tony. I'll okay. give that part well, of the tease. That's, that's too much. I'm ex- no, I, I, I'll I, take that back. I, I, I think I know who it is, uh, and I and I would agree with you. Okay, good. Well, we have something to agree uh, on the other side of the break. Um, are you watching any of the World Series? Is uh, anybody listening to the show right now watching any of the World Series? I, I am. Uh, only, watch what Philadelphia did. They, they went. They went. They, they you know what they did at Houston Astros on the Houston Astros. They went long ball all night long and put up seven, seven, seven nothing. Thing, the yeah. one uh, Schwarber hit mm-hmm. to center field. Philly's up two. Oh my gosh! Philly's up two one now on the Houston Astros. What? A heavy underdog in the World Series. Uh, you know, sometimes it's about chemistry. They hadn't hosted a home really? game in the World Series in four thousand four hundred eighteen days. We'll be back in mm-hmm. less time than that. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel, and when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hey, welcome into The Jay Barker Show. And the Jay Barker Radio Network. Matt Coulter, Tony Curry sitting in for the gang today. Thank you. Our thanks to uh, Matt, Josh, who's at uh, Matt, Crawford. Matt and Tony and Josh shows what it is. Yeah. And, and Joe and hey, Hardy I want to throw, I, I threw a bunch of Auburn names at you, and you got it down to two. Hugh uh-huh. Freeze and, of course, uh, Lane Kiffin. Uh, we'll talk about who you think Auburn will hire and who they will hire. Is it one of the same? You said it is. We'll talk about that. Plus, your CFP. Forget last night. Who cares? Everyone knew who was the top four. Well, we thought we knew. Well, I kind of thought Michigan would, but that's okay. Um, But we'll get into what it's going to look like next week because I think the second one is going to be really amazing. I think it's going to be fun to look at. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple names out. I want you to know if you you can identify what I'm talking about. Schwartz. Um, Schwartz. Let me give you another name. Wait, 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 wait. Um, I can't add, I can't go Schwarzenegger. It's just Schwartz. Uh, J.P. Schwartz, the guy in, in the joke. Here's one for you. Farkas. Uh, poor little Farkas. That's from, uh, I can't remember. It's from Seinfeld. Okay, not that uh, one. Um, I, that, I'm, I'm uh, 0 for 2. Uh, Ralphie. Uh, put, now. Put those three together. Ralphie. Okay, it's probably mascots. Uh-uh. Isn't Ralphie the name of the Ralphie Colorado Farkas, Buffalo? Ralphie Farkas, those, those names don't ring a bell to you? Ralphie, Farkas, Schwartz. and Schwartz. They're all from A Christmas Story. Oh, you know what? Guess what? A lot of people are going to turn their radios off. I have never seen that movie beginning to end. You need to see it from beginning to end. It's a movie okay. that my dad watched probably 100 times a year. Now, Ralphie was the kid. Okay, now yep. that comes back to me. The yeah, other two. You will love it because it's your age group. It's perfect. They announced yesterday that A Christmas Story sequel is coming out. It's got Peter Billingsley on it, who, of course, played Ralphie. And, by the way, he had a huge role in the Elf movie with Will Ferrell. He was the head elf um, outside Bob Newhart. It's got Schwartz. It's got Farkas. It's coming out November 17th on HBO Max. They say it's fantastic. Basically, he goes back to his old neighborhood and tries to do the same thing his old man did for him, and that is give himself a great Christmas. Remember the BB gun? Yeah, the BB gun. The bullseye. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm a sucker for that. Frangili! Uh, just kind of <laughs> taking that subject a little bit more. Do you go to the Alabama theater during Christmas and watch one of the movies like A White Christmas or um, what? what's the big one? Um, Sound of Music's always down there. I, I try. I try to go down. Uh, they show the Christmas vacation. Holiday thing. Inn, uh, mm-hmm. where uh, White Christmas, obviously the song White Christmas is not uh, in the movie White Christmas. It was in Holiday Inn, uh, the Bing Crosby song. Uh, and I, there's I, the one with Jimmy Stewart that... Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Which, which, which I will which I will say this, and I, and I said this a couple of years ago. I can't say it now because I'm divorced. That movie should have been called "It's a Wonderful Wife," because without his wife, who by the way, Donna Reed, she was smoking hot in that she, movie. She was smoking without hot her. In the Donna Reed. Without show. her, George is 
done. She's the one that calls his brother. She's the one that puts up with this crap when he's drunk and he's yelling things at the kids and get off the piano and he's walking out. She stays with him through all that and she's the one that reaches out to everybody and has all the money being poured on the table at the end. Now, I will give it to Clarence and, of course, The Angel and all part of that. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. It gives me goosebumps to talk about it. But that movie easily could be called It's a Wonderful Wife. I would agree with you. Yeah. And you, you I would really agree with how hot she is in that movie. And that makes us, you know what that makes us? Dude, Old. Dude, when the towel falls in the bushes. Oh. Um, it was one of the, it was better than Porky's for me. I'm like, Porky's. It reminds me of Julie Andrews and SOB. I was like, good night. Porky's came out when I was in high school. Uh, great movie. Okay. Uh, where are we going? Uh, uh, Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze. Who is Auburn going to hire and who should they hire? Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze. Um. Let me let's 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 dive a little deeper here. Let's okay. get psychological. If Hugh Freeze is offered the Auburn job, does he take it? Yes, even though he just got uh, an extension for two years at five mil a year. Yeah, at Liberty. By the way, Liberty. Uh, it's a nice campus. Yeah, and they're playing uh, another. I think this week they're playing SEC foe. They're getting after it, and they're they're winning. I mean, he's thirty-two yep. and thirteen. He's, he's He's having a great... Well, they beat BYU, which I guess now is not the greatest achievement in college football. But, um, you know, it, it is a team and a program most recognized as above liberty. Okay, and, now, and, uh, and so when... They play at Arkansas. When this job opened up two years ago, after they fired Gus Malzahn, Hugh Freeze's name was at the top of the list. And most Auburn people inside that program would say there's no way in hell we're bringing you freeze here because we don't like what happened there. It's not that he wasn't a good fit. He's one of three coaches, Steve Spurrier, Les Miles, and Hugh Freeze, to beat Nick Saban in back-to-back years. He did it at Ole Miss. Uh, I wonder if that temperament has changed at all over the course of the last two years. In other words, has he paid his penance? Let me just say this about the whole escort thing. Uh, the escort thing should have never come out. The Laramie Tunsil thing came out. Then, of course, there was some Houston Nut stuff. Houston Nut is suing Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze. And then as they go through their depositions and all the paperwork and their discoveries, they find these 1-800 numbers to the escort service. That's how that came out. The whole idea came out through another investigation. And I don't, I don't know. Hugh Freeze is still married. As far as I know, he's happily married. It didn't torture his, 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 his wedding or his marriage with his wife. She must be very, very understanding. I don't know if he cheated on her. I don't know if he was making dirty phone calls at 3 o'clock. I don't know the, 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 the length of those particular situations. If you think that's not happening to your coach, think again. I'm not saying every coach is a saint. I'm not saying every coach is the devil. Um, but for all things to be fine, and I think that was the straw that broke the proverbial cam- camel's back because there were some other NCAA violation stuff that old Miss yeah he had a, a really really stacked recruiting class and this was before the nils and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and it did make a lot of people go huh uh-huh he you're so yes you're, in, in answer to your question tony i th- I think he served his time much much as bruce pearl did he did and it. auburn took a chance on that did yep. that work out yeah uh, yeah and, final and, four and, and, and right now bruce pearl can't get fired and he's listen He's coach for life, right? He's had a lot of people with his eyeballs on him, too, through the whole Nike situation, having his coaches fired. I mean, he's at the top, right? His hands are in all this stuff, and for whatever reason, and this is a guy that had a show cause. It's it's, it's almost like a three strikes and you're out kind of thing. It's like, please, don't push the envelope any further because we don't want to get rid of you. And he's a hell of a coach. I love Bruce Pearl. I love any guy who'll take a shirt off and look like that. But I totally agree with you. <laughs> Hugh Freeze did it just the way you're supposed to do it. 
If you're a coach that's gone through total hell in your life, regardless of whether you got a DUI, you cheated on your wife, you're on probation, you've been stealing players, whatever the situation is, and you are a dirtbag, and you are at the bottom of the coaching level where no one even wants to take your phone calls anymore. Even your best friends are looking the other way. He did exactly what he needed to do. He went to a small school. He built it back up. He built the community. He stayed married here five years into it. I think he deserves every opportunity. Now, again, I don't know if John Cohen knows Hugh Freeze. I don't know if they're friends. I'm assuming they would know each other just based on oh, the yeah. fact that Hugh Freeze was in the SEC. Um, but I agree with you. I, I don't think the whole idea of Auburn going to get Lane Kiffin because Lane Kiffin played for Saban. It would be great if Lane Kiffin could beat Nick Saban every year. I, I, th- that's not why Lane Kiffin's coming. The problem with Auburn is this. They want a great coach that's still not going to be as big as Auburn is itself. Don't tell me Nick Saban's not bigger than the University of Alabama. I'm sorry, I he won't. is. Once Nick Saban's gone, we're still Alabama. Well, you will be in practicality, but How Nick Saban's many? bigger than the University of Alabama right now. That's the reason why 63% of the people that go to Alabama are from out of state. That's right. And it he was is just the flipped. best investment Alabama has ever made in the history of that institution. And he is the reason. And guess what? How many football coaches do you know that 60 Minutes has done a full segment on? Uh, one. Full 60 Minutes. Not 17 and a half, but full 60. Yeah, there's no doubt. So um, I don't know why Lane Kiffin, I think Lane Kiffin right now can pretty much run the show. Auburn, and this happened, and I think of Terry Bowden, because I was here when Terry Bowden won 20 games in a row, and they're starting to boohoo him because he came out with the audacity buttons, all those things, because Terry Bowden's brand started becoming bigger than the university's brand, and they don't like that. They like a guy who's a family guy, who is a part of the Auburn family, but he doesn't get bigger than the program. And if you want to win national titles, good luck finding that Gene Chiswick guy. It ain't going to happen. Hell, even he left the program after winning a national title. What does that tell you? You can't have it both ways. You have to find a guy that is bigger than life, that wants total autonomy of your program. And I think John, John Cohen brought in Mike Leach. What does that tell you about the way John Cohen does his business? He's, he's will, willing to take a chance. Absolutely. Right. And, and willing to step up beyond maybe even what the university wants to make his decision. And and as long as they're okay with that, the and, president understands that and says, listen, I'm going to bring a guy in. Do you want to win football games or do you want to control your head football coach? Because you can't have it both ways. Uh, then, then, then Lane Kiffin would be your guy. Because I think Hugh Freeze has still got his tail between his legs a little bit. A little. Because this would be his first major gig since, of course, all that crap went down. I agree with you. I think Hugh Freeze would be the way to go, but I don't know if Hugh Freeze wants that job. Uh, I think he'd see it as his step back into the show. And I, I think he'd take it. And that may have a lot to do with Auburn's decision. Yeah. Because I think some of these guys are just going to turn it down. They just got a bad history. Do I want to go down there and jump into that pile? Um, and Hugh Freeze wants it. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to get back. The, the, I feel bad for Liberty because, man, has he done a great job there. The interesting thing, too, about the AD job is that's not the top of the food chain either. Oh, no. I've seen Auburn eat their own at the AD position. And on a, it's it's weird how they just continue to survive. Uh, I don't and know and right of, now, that's all they're doing is surviving. Yeah. They're not advancing at all. Uh, coming up here. On all the, what, so yeah. you're saying you would not only 
you'd make that call and you think Auburn should make that call, that would be your choice all the way down the line. Yeah, Hugh because Freeze. not only can Hugh Freeze win football games for you, but I think it's a splash hire. It's, and it's a redemptive quality that Auburn could bring in. Hey, listen, we brought in Bruce Pearl. We were the one team. Remember that he was up for grabs for like five or six jobs. Auburn was the one. That's how desperate they were after the Jeff Lebo years and all those. That he, that's how desperate they were to bring in a guy who could make that program a Final Four program, and they did it. Why not bring in Hugh Freeze and say, listen, it's been five years. We've had enough separation. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's worth a shot. I think it's also somebody that you could name and would accept it by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. These other guys probably not going to do that. I don't. Yeah. Right, we'll see. All right. Uh, good chat, Russ. Um, when we uh, get back, I'll give you my college football poll. College awesome. football rankings here for next Tuesday. On what is going to happen next mm-hmm. Tuesday? Right here. Uh, that's Tony Curry. I'm Matt Coulter on the Jay Barker Radio Show and Network. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Has the pandemic affected your business? Even with more and more customers going online in the past five years, online business has grown greatly due to the pandemic. Now more than ever, it's important to have... Galusa weather. A mild afternoon with a sunny sky, Tuscaloosa size 76. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 52. The weather warm for November, tomorrow and Friday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Jay Barker Show. Thanks for all of you tuning in. Jay and Lars have the day off. So you got Matt and Tony. That's just the way it's going to be. All right. Rephrase your question or just re-ask your question, I should say. And then I'll give you what I think will be the top. What do you want? Four? Six? Give me the top six. Okay, uh, we thought six next we, week. We thought it was going to be uh, the initial college football playoff rankings we thought it was going to be tennessee georgia ohio state michigan it turned out to be tennessee ohio state georgia clemson michigan was fifth alabama was sixth in front of undefeated tcu who just got by with a hair of their chinny chin chin against west virginia they went by 10 oregon usc and lsu was your top 10 so going into this next week you have tennessee taking on one versus three you got ohio state talk taking on northwestern you have Clemson, tough game at the Golden Dome, taking on Notre Dame as a four and a half point favorite. You got Michigan taking on Rutgers. You got Alabama taking on number ten LSU. You got TCU taking on Texas Tech. Not sure who Oregon plays, um, because they're going to be outside the top four regardless anyway. So I, I'm going to give you uh, Michigan and Ohio State are definitely going to be in the top four next week. Outside some major because upset. they play Rutgers and Northwestern. and Northwestern, who hasn't won since their opener. And then you're going to have either Tennessee or Georgia. I want you to tell me. In other words, okay. I'm asking you who's going to win that game in the top four. Then I want you to fill out four, five, and six for me, based All on right. what you know. Um, I think Georgia's going to win that game because okay. I think they're going to figure out a defense that can at least contain Hooker a little bit. So Georgia will be so number I'll have one. Georgia jumping over Ohio State by virtue of that win, mm-hmm. and then Ohio State will remain at number two. Mm-hmm. No problem with uh, the Wildcats. Okay. Then uh, Clemson will sneak by Notre Dame and and then just sneak into the number three slot. Okay. And then Michigan will pound Rutgers, and they will be four. Okay. And Tennessee, who had been number one, Ooh, like uh, oh, will drop good. back to number five. Yes. And Alabama will be six. 
because I think Alabama's going to figure out a way. I, and I told you this a little while ago, just to do a dive on, on yeah, Alabama yeah. versus LSU. Um, I, I think Alabama will uh, continue their uh, lack of uh, intensity or the anxious play and penalties and so forth and their troubles on the road and lose this game, or I think the real Alabama is going to stand up and win this thing by 20. So what and I think yeah. the latter. So I think Alabama is going to win by virtue of them staying at number six. What you're telling me is that there will not be just one, but two teams with losses in front of an undefeated TCU squad that will yeah. knock off a Texas Tech that's knocked off three top 25 teams this year. And I'm not saying that's fair, but... What, and that's okay. But I tell you, the, the Duggan guy can sling it. What now. you're telling me, and again, it, it, I mean, if, if Tennessee gets beat 42-6, to six, yeah, I, I'm totally with you. If, it's, if it ends up being, you know, 23-20, does that change anything for you? Can Tennessee still, still stay lo- losing to Georgia? Can, that, can Tennessee still be in the top four if they have, lose a close game against the Georgia uh, Bulldogs? That's a great question. Uh, that may kind of hinge on what Clemson-Notre Dame did. Yeah, and, and I'm a Dabo guy. I'm a Clemson guy, but um, uh, all right. So I'm, they're I'm, just kind of they've kind of played Alabama ish. Like perfect examples against Syracuse, they turned the ball over four times, but they their quarterback has to be pulled. But yep. guess what? Dabo found a way to win. Yeah, and I'm going to go um, because you're saying based on Georgia beating Tennessee, yep. Ohio State winning, Clemson getting by Notre Dame, you're saying that despite the fact that Alabama beats the top 10 team LSU Bayou Bengal Tigers, they're still number six, correct? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. It's not what everybody wants to hear. That's just Matt's thoughts. No, I, I totally get it. You, I, I do think, you agree? I mean, uh, is that, would that be yours? I'm going to say Georgia number one because I think they beat Tennessee, Ohio State number two, Michigan number three. Uh, and I think Clemson gets beat by Notre Dame, so I do Whoa. not have them in the final They're four. gone. They're out. They're finished. They're, they're finished. Uh, and I'm going to say Tennessee is number four. They go from one to four, and then Alabama, and then TCU. Okay. Uh, only because Tennessee won the head-to-head with Alabama, and, and they both have one loss in that particular case. And, and of you course, can't Tennessee's put losing. one ahead of the other. No. Okay. And, and I hear what Jay says about, you know, uh, Alabama strength of schedule saying, listen, they only lost one game. It was by three points, the number one team in college football. I get that. But, but, like Roger Hoover said, we're only eight weeks in, and I don't think Tennessee is getting any respect yet. The fact they're an eight-and-a-half-point dog to Georgia tells me a lot. And, again, I'm not saying Tennessee isn't going to win that football game. Uh, they were a seven-point dog to Alabama at home, and they won the game outright. Even being down seven late in that game, 49-42, they pulled it out. That, 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 that told me a lot of moxie. It's really difficult when you're a Tennessee that hasn't had recent success after being beat 15 times in a row to be up 18 points early in that game, be yeah. wasted, hung over, and then be down seven late and come back and win the football game. That told me you've got some big hanging down things going work for you. That's, that, that's pretty amazing stuff. That, that really told me the moxie of what Josh Heupel and the culture of that Tennessee program is all about right now. Well, and um, I'm sure Alabama fans are aware of this, but I think it's still worth talking out loud. Yeah. Uh, they go to LSU this week. Do you know what they do next week? What's that? They go to Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to be the Oxford Grove party for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I, as, I, as I suspect right now, after the week off, by the way, LSU had a week off too. Um, isn't that right? I believe so. Yeah. Um, Alabama's going to wake up this weekend. You're going to find them uh, uh, 
You, they're going to find a couple of dogs on that team that are going to just get going. One of them may be Eli Ricks. Um, and on offense, uh, I think they're going to run the football. Mm-hmm. But they are not going to win at LSU with 29 yards rushing. That's just the way it is. I think they're going to rush for 150 to 200. We'll see. I want to ask you a question coming up on the other side. Um, back in 2000, 22 years ago, ESPN did a documentary on Michigan and Ohio State, and ESPN in 2000 said that it's the greatest sports rivalry in North America. Not the United States, not in college football. All those not Canadian hockey and football. It's the number soccer. one rivalry game in all of sports in North America. That was in 2000. I want to ask you, coming up on the other side, is it true now? Because I, you could certainly make an argument. A lot's happened in 22 years. And, of course, we're standing on the sun. We're not too close to the sun. We're standing on it. Our feet are on fire. We obviously believe that the Auburn-Alabama rivalry is the biggest and best, period. Or at least I thought so. Ah, I, I am. I am Tony wavering on the sun. Well, and it ebbs and flows because if you have one team that sucks for a long period of time, it's hard to keep a rivalry strong and and, and good, right? Uh, we can go back to Cam Newton years. We can go back to Auburn's 2010 season. We can talk about all the national championships. Nick Saban's won. Alabama's kept up their end of the deal for sure. Yeah. Uh, despite that, Auburn played Alabama to the T last year, and 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 you know it's funny because. Throw the records out the window. If I have to hear that one more time, I'm going to scratch my that, eyeballs. That out. would be a great show. Sure, yeah. Is is uh, sentences and statements and cliches you'd never want to hear. Stay in front of the chains. Win the third down battle. Blah 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 blah. Oh, here's a new one that I don't like. The line to gain. It's the first down marker. Come on. <laughs> There's somebody's just making stuff up so they can change the language of football. The line, okay. The line to gain meant something different in my day. Uh, 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 we are not. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you the question. Okay. Is Michigan out Ohio State right now? And it can change. I mean, in 10 years, Auburn may be doing what they're supposed to do, and all of a sudden it changes. I mean, it doesn't have to be the greatest rivalry game forever. I'm just saying right now, is the Michigan-Ohio State game the greatest rivalry in, in all of sports? Uh, I have a very defined answer for you. I used to love those people that said it doesn't matter if we lose every game on the schedule as long yep. as we beat Alabama. I'm like, okay, go ahead and lose 10 games and see if your coach well, just keeps his job after going one and 10. You lose two, 10 games, you're not going to beat Alabama. <laughs> if, they had, if, they had kept Brian, if they had kept Brian Harson to the end of the season and he beat Alabama and knocked him out of the playoffs, would he have kept his job? No. Exactly. He could have. I think at this point he could have beaten Georgia yeah. and Alabama. It yeah. still wouldn't have happened. Mike Leach. Sorry, I can do it after practice. Can we record? I asked. What time is what time's practice end? Are you good after the show at 2 o'clock to record Mike Leach? We can air it tomorrow. Um, I have to Actually, ask we have two things, but we'll do Leach first. I have to ask him if he's going to be the new head coach of the Auburn Tigers. I, I will, I will ask I'll, him I'll, I'll ask him if he's leaving Mississippi State anyway. Because he... <laughs> We'll be back. Uh, more <laughs> questions asked and answered on the other side of this break. <laughs> You're
listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Hey, there are a lot of great ones. I mean, there's the Red River rivalry. You got Texas and OU. You got Army Navy. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I almost set that in a class by itself. But I agree with you. We're talking about rivalries, and Tony said in 2000, ESPN did a huge documentary on the greatest rivalry, and they said it's the Buckeyes and the Wolverines. The greatest in North American sports. I mean, that's like, that. like, like NFL. What More a, than the Yankees and, and the Red Sox? Mm-hmm. I think the Yankees and Red Sox are a great rivalry, but I think the fact we see it 17 times a year, it gets a little old. It's not really. Every time I see a Major League Baseball game on a network, you go, yep. If it's not the Yankees, Red Sox, it'll be the Yankees and somebody. But it is a must-watch, man. Whenever I see the Yankees, Red Sox on TV, I'll watch I'll it. Watch, um, I especially like them at Fenway. Yeah. Just what a cool park. And okay. listen, I mean, you can certainly make the argument because what Michigan had lost how many games to Ohio State before they won last year? Like 10, 11 times? Yeah, something like that. Uh, Ohio State went through another run early in the 2000s. I think they won 10 times in a row. So I, I, think, I, think, I think in the last 22 years, I think Michigan's won three times. It's either four times or three times. But, uh, so that's not really a rivalry to me because, I mean, you like to see 10-10, 10-12. They've, they've only beat Ohio State, and I'm pretty sure that Auburn's beaten Alabama more than three or four times. The last no, well, years. you know, you had the Tuberville run. Yeah. Um, so I would say that was a lot closer to 50-50. Well, let me ask you this. Does a rivalry have to be even? In other words, I mean, a great rivalry is if you play each other 25 times and you're 13-12 and every yeah. game's within a field goal. And, and, and both teams are really, really good. Obviously, we have not had a situation many times. We did a few years ago where Alabama and Auburn were playing for a seat at the big table. Uh, they were both undefeated. It just doesn't happen very often, despite the fact that both teams have a lot of lineage and, and, and a lot of success. Um, is it important for you in a rivalry to have both teams uh, close not necessarily good because we saw Auburn play to toe with Alabama last year and they weren't good. Um, is that important to you to, to at least because if one team's playing another team, they play for a hundred years and he's, they're ninety nine and one. That's not a, that's not really a rivalry well, to me. I'm gonna kind of take a little bit different turn on this. Um, first of all, if it's a relatively new rivalry, they need to stay very close because if another team starts wearing another team out in a new rivalry, a newer rivalry, it's it's going to lose its luster. I think rivalries like Michigan State, Ohio State, Alabama, and Auburn never lose that luster, and here's why. It's about the fans. The fans last year going in the Alabama-Auburn game did not care. They were still absolutely fever-pitched before, after, during the game. and It's going to sell out, and I don't care if they're both 0-10. Maybe it means more to them. But I'm, I'm basing a lot of my rivalry status on how the fans treat the game and nobody anywhere no fan base treats their rivalry like they do the alabama auburn game so 
ESPN can do all the documentaries they want. One twenty-two years ago, and by the way, as you just said, that rivalry has been very, very one-sided uh, to the Buckeyes. So uh, I still maintain it's Alabama Auburn, and it is largely in part because of the fans' passion. I think it would be huge if the Auburn Tigers end up hiring. If it's Hugh Freeze or Lane Kiffin, I think it's going to be Hugh Freeze. I, 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 for some reason, I had this feeling that's not going to be Hugh Freeze. I can't believe it because it seems like it's too glaring. It's too easy to make that call. Maybe that's um, the reason you're suspect. Yeah. Um, but we know that Hugh Freeze has had success against Nick Saban. I remember after he beat them the first year, the next year, it was revenge game. Nick Saban's going to be Hugh Freeze by 35 points. And well, he, he did it again. Yeah. Uh, and I, I remember Alabama fans, and, and I, those Alabama teams were good. And you're sitting there scratching your head. It'd be great for this rivalry to see Hugh Freeze come in and have a good 10-year run because no, we know Nick Saban's going to be there to 2030, or as long as he's healthy, and he should be. He just turned 71. He's good for 76, 77, 78 years of age. He's relatively young in the head. Um, that would be great for this rivalry. But as long as Auburn keeps changing coaches every two and a half years, it's never going to get back to where it used to be. It's just not. And yeah, I think, man. and I think, I think you know, and I, I think it was great for the Michigan Ohio State rivalry for Jim Harbaugh to finally get that monkey of his back last year and win. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be big again if they're both undefeated and they should be going into that big ball game. Uh, it's at Ohio Stadium this year, uh, which is a tough place to play. Um, I think that would be great for the rivalry as well. But yeah, it's 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 well, you know, we we talked about Alabama Tennessee. I mean, the Alabama Tennessee rivalry wow. was huge for a long time, and um, it still is for. The older, the older fans. Yeah, ask the it's still. I mean, let me tell you, I'm I'm the old guy. I'm the less beat Tennessee guy. That loss hurt me. Yeah, and not just because of the way it ended. And Alabama certainly had its share of chances to win it, but just to uh, I'm bearing my soul because it hurt me to my soul. Mm-hmm. I didn't just put the remote down and go back and get another beer. I put the remote down and I walked outside and I just kind of stood there because really? uh, you just, you don't want to lose to them. Um, and that way that rivalry is bigger to uh, my demographic than it is to all the younger generations. So, um, and that, that too may have a little something to do with how big rivalries are yeah. because the younger generation uh, of Alabama and Auburn fans, it's all about. I know Alabama fans would say it's still a rivalry even if they win 85 times in a row, but I'm just talking as a peripheral fan. It's certainly important that a team knocks you off once in a while. And I've, and for the sake of the Alabama-Tennessee rivalry, it was a good thing that Tennessee won. I know that's hard to swallow, but I'm talking about for the sake of the rivalry itself. Because next year, think about how big that ball game's going to be. Tennessee's going to be good Brian again. Denny Alabama's going to be good at Brian Denny Stadium. That could be because Tennessee we're beat rock Alabama the top last year. Off that place. Yeah. And then we're going to Alabama... rock the top off of Tennessee's. Well, that's what's going to happen. Think about the Auburn. has gone. What about the Auburn Georgia rivalry? I mean, the oldest rivalry in the SEC. It's not. I, I don't. Once. Well, a, let me ask you this: Can you have a rivalry no longer be a rivalry? I think it can lessen in value. I go. don't know, but let's let's take this rivalry thing just a little, a couple more minutes. Other rivalries, and it doesn't have to be college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, I, I would think in basketball and in uh, the NBA, uh, it would be the Celtics and the Lakers. Yes. Um, in college, what would it would be one of the Tobacco Road rivalries, wouldn't it? In college football? Well, what about uh, college, college, no, college basketball? No, it'd have to be North Carolina and, 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 and Duke. And Duke. Okay. I mean, it has to be. I mean, that's the only one I can think of. Right. What about soccer? 
I'm just kidding. I, I would are have we no talking, idea. Are we talking Libra? Are we talking about FIFA? Are we talking about World Cup? Are we talking about... There's like 17 different soccer leagues. I, I can't didn't even of. know half the acronyms you threw at me. If you have one of those betting apps, you know, where you go to one of those sites like Bet123 or whatever, yeah, yeah. and if you scroll down the page after you get the NBA and Major League Baseball and college football, then there's the soccer page, and it's like there's 37 different leagues. Someone will say... Hey, play Amsterdam against blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how am I supposed to find that? It would take you three hours just to find that game. There's so many games they get well, in soccer. Uh, and the Birmingham Legion are a part of that. In what's one the, league. What's the biggest high school rivalry in football? Right now. You know why I'm saying right now? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's got to be Thompson Hoover. Yeah. But overall, and it doesn't exist anymore, and I'm going to miss one of the teams, but in Clay County, that was. Uh, God. Now they merged the two schools together so they can't have the rivalry. That's but uh, it was uh, an amazing rivalry, and the winner usually ended up going to the state championship. Uh, and by the way, I, I think they, Clay may, Clay, this is Clay County, not Clay Chalk. They may go. All right, uh, another high school rival. Uh, Homewood Vestavia used to be. Mm-hmm. Used to be. Yeah. Well, it's funny how they can lose their luster at the high school level and, and they're not at the Alabama Auburn level. Well, does Am it, I reading I mean, it right? Yeah, based on, on their A certification, too. I mean, if you got a yeah, they change that. A, yep. and, and that has bounced back and there. forth uh, in the last few years. So. Got a famous birthday I want to throw at you coming up here next. Take us to the top of the hour. What is it, November 2nd? Yeah, don't look. You'll love it. Don't look? Uh-uh. No, I mean, I don't Remember this? Look. Don't look, Ethel. <laughs> 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 Karen loves that song. <laughs> <laughs> she played that on the way out. Yes. Uh, Play the street coming out. Oh, the street. Good. Oh, yes, they call. You put your clothes on. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Has the pandemic affected your business? Even with more and more customers going online in the past five years, online business has grown greatly due to the pandemic. Now more than ever, it's important to have a... The weather warm for November, tomorrow and Friday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. We first got into radio, novelty songs were on the charts. Yeah, I can't believe this is a hit. Maybe a junk food junkie in that song. That was a big song. Yeah. Well, uh, Yankovic used to do some of these things, but they were always in, you know, they were always, uh, what, what do you call it? A remake of another song. He just appeared at the Alabama theater in front of a sold out crew about three weeks ago, you know, open up for him. Emo Phillips. I have an emo sold Phillips out. story. You know, uh, we used to have, and y'all did too. You used to have the comedians from the comedy club. Mm-hmm. They would come into the studio. Yep. We had the pleasure <sighs> of having emo in. Yeah, it's weird to and he had no filter. He, had, I don't, even, I don't even know if he knew he was like on the radio, like over the airwaves. And he finally, um, he said something uh, so offensive. <laughs> um, 
that I turned back into the window mm-hmm. as he continued to talk, and I gave it the old cutthroat. Yeah. And they knew. Kills, kill his was it mind. Part, was it part of his bit, or was he just uh, improv? I, if, <clears throat> if it was part of his bit, it was a bit I'd never heard before. Yeah. But he just started pontificating about women. Yeah. And it got monthly. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to leave it at that. Okay. And that's when I turned to our producer. I can't remember. It might have been Willie Berry, speaking of comedians. Willie Berry. And I just said, cut his mic. Go to a commercial. You know, gave the signal. They cut it. And we just let him keep on talking. Then we thanked him for being on the show and let him go. Ours was uh, Pauly Shore. We had Pauly Shore on the opening drive. And was, he got into this hot tub bit. And it was like, and I mean, you know, I used to take it off the rails once in a while. At six thirty in the morning, you still <laughs> it, it, it was kind of like, and we were we didn't we didn't know what to do. We were just kind of like, okay, what we were right in the middle of a of a segment. I was like, I, I, what I do you do? Nothing because you you can't. Say, I mean, most comedians know they can't, but most comedians hate getting up at six thirty in the morning and doing a local radio show too. Because Bruce they're Harris, like baseball know. players; they yeah. stay up till two or three o'clock in the morning, sleep till noon. Yeah, uh, Keith Emerson. Of Emerson Lake and Palmer would have been 70, would have been seventy four today, and also um, David Schwimmer. Do you watch Friends? I do. I've been mentioning this, and I want to talk about this because I just want to. Matthew Perry wrote this book. He has been everywhere. He was on Diane Sawyer last night. He was on The View yesterday afternoon. He's on the New York Post. I mean, he's doing the whole gamut. He's on James Corden show. I think tonight he's doing um, Seth Meyers. I think on Friday night. And he's talking about his book, and obviously he's a big get because people love Friends and they and they and they, they love Matthew Perry. And this book is salacious to say the least. What he said so far in the book is that his colon exploded because he was addicted to he was taking fifty five or sixty hydroconer a day. He mentioned and every day every day something else comes out because the book's out, so they're just taking. I mean, you normally when someone writes a book, when the Katie Couric book came out, there were about three or four days of salacious stuff come out, and then the rest of it was like stuff that people didn't really care about. Talking about Jennifer Aniston reaching out to him, he talked about the fact that he uh, dated uh, Julia Roberts and uh, Cam- Cameron Diaz. That he was intimidated. And, and that, that, that he made out with Valerie Bertinelli while Eddie Van Halen was passed out in their bed. Um, he, he's coming out with all these things in this book, and then the fact that he uh, he, he mentioned uh, the story I saw recently was that uh, when he did Nine and a Half Yards, a great football movie with Bruce Willis, that he called his guy and got 100 Xanaxes because he knew he wouldn't be able to sleep for several days in order to make sure he could pass out so he could do the tapings of the friends. He talked about the fat Chandler. He talked about the skinny Chandler. He talked about the goatee Chandler. Yep. So when he was fat, he was drinking too much. When he was skinny, he was doing too many pills. And when he had the goatee, he was, he was both. And, and my question, and I talked about it on Facebook Live on Tony Curry Radio, why are you telling us all this stuff? Normally, if someone spills their guts, obviously the guy's, He's just like his character in Friends. He's incredibly insecure around women. He would break up with them before they could break up with him because he's like, there's no reason I should even be with Cameron Diaz or, or Julia Roberts or whatever. And I'm just trying to figure out, if someone offered Matt Coulter $50 million to write a book, yeah, you'd spill your guts. You'd tell your whole story. But he doesn't you, need the money, does he? Doesn't he doesn't need the money. He's making 3 or $4 million a year just from the residuals of Friends and the Amazing. syndication rights. He was making a million dollars an episode the last two years. I'm just wondering if he was a recovering addict and wanted to advocate for that, and that's why I'm telling you this. I get it. Uh, but I don't understand why someone in his age who's still got something left in the tank, and he's done a ton of movies, why he's why he wrote this book. I, and I, I don't think any of the other five co-stars of his really care because I don't think they did anything with him. He hasn't called any of them out. The only He, he said Jennifer Aniston was a big help, that she came to his aid. 
uh, after uh, right after the marriage scene with Courtney Cox, when they became the Bings on Friends, he went straight to rehab after the season. I didn't know. It's hard to believe we didn't know these things happening while the show was still on. It's really he went to rehab twice during the, the filming of the shows. And quite frankly, it's amazing. He said, I don't remember two seasons. I'm like, how is that possible? Because you watch, his, you watch the show. He's, he's funny. He's fantastic. I'm just wondering why someone would spill their guts like he's doing right now at this point in his life. What do you, you may have, You may have hit on the, the one word, insecurity. Uh, and, 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 and insecurity goes along with attention. When you're insecure, and I know because I'm, I'm insecure, he's looking for attention, and I'm just wondering what attention he's trying to get. Obviously, he's been out of the light for 10 or 15 years since the show ended. I'm just wondering why would you write a book at this point in your life? He's in his 50s. Schwimmer turns 56, by the way. Why would you write a book and just tell all? Because there's nothing left. There's no scale. There must be something in that book about Keanu Reeves because I read a there quote is. for him. It must not be very flattering because I, I read a question. And I've always heard Keanu Reeves is just a fantastic guy. He used Keanu Reeves as just an actor, but it came across. He basically said, you know, uh, we got said, all these great actors hey, dying. He and, said and, Chris Farley. Yeah. He said Chris Farley, why not Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Was that just a blanket kind of, I'm going to throw a name out That's there? That's what he said, but he used Keanu Reeves more than once. So I don't think that, uh, I, I think there's got to be some um, some friction there. And something tells me it's coming from Matthew Reed. All right, here. Maybe it's because Keanu Reed. I don't even know if he talks about it in this book or not. Matthew Perry was once ranked in what sport? Ooh, that's good. Um, Tennis? Yep. Is that really? He was like 78th. Wow. In the world. I think I read that right. That's pretty amazing. Uh, Perry's a big name in tennis anyway, right? You Mm -hmm. remember the... What was the first name of the guy? Had a complete line of clothing back in the yeah. 70s. Something, period. Of all the people on that uh, Friends reunion, and I never saw it. I just read a lot about it. He was the one guy out of the six that really took quite quite the tear in time. Everyone else looked like they were about five or six or seven years older. Matthew looked like he was 30 years older. And he was the one also that was slurring a little bit, and some people were like, hey, what's uh, going on here? Well, um... I guess we get back to this. He was the most insecure of the six. Yeah. But it was my understanding that they all pretty much got along, except maybe Schwimmer was a little bit of a tool sometime. Isn't he the one that bought a New York City block yeah. and kicked all the people out of it and mm-hmm. tore it down and didn't seem to have much care at all for who Kinda he, hard to believe who he cause, inconvenienced? Because between him and Lisa Kudrow, I, I couldn't name you one thing they were in since Friends was on. I know that... Uh, um, Joey had his Joey show. Jennifer Aniston's been on everything. She's obviously been very successful. Maybe Matthew's just wanting to be that guy that he wants to step wants out to get there. Some, yeah. uh, I do find it interesting slash cool that he didn't throw any of the friends actress under the table. Did he? Under the bus. Mm-mm. He did say he had a crush on Jennifer Aniston. Who doesn't, Tony? I still have one now. She looked amazing on that show, by the way. Oh. I'd tune in just to see what she's going to wear. Oh. I'll just, uh, I'll just say this. Jennifer Aniston eating cheesecake off the floor. Whoa. (laughs) That was a good one. Whoa. And you'd be Joey with a fork. Well. (laughs) A good show, man. He pulled it out of the shirt pocket. That's good stuff. Tony, thanks. Now, if not before, we'll uh, talk again on Friday.
Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. 